Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. My name is Monsignor Schumacher and it's great to be with you again. Today is the 2nd of June. It's a great day. And uh, we have a great show planned for you uh, throughout the upper Midwest, really, of our Real Presence Radio listening audience. I've always said that the best teachers are the best thieves. And so one of the reasons to listen to Real Presence Live is to get ideas, to get ideas from, uh, from uh, the interviews uh, for your area, for your parish. And uh, I have, as a, not my first guest, but my, my first visit really today, uh, Mel Knitschka is the Director of Faith Formation here at Corpus Christi in Bismarck. And we are in the middle of our Vacation Bible School. Mel, good morning to you. Good morning. It's great to have you. Thanks for popping in. I know you've got over 200 kids downstairs. I, I can hear them a bit. Uh, thanks for coming upstairs uh, to tell us a little bit about what you're doing. Vacation Bible School here at Corpus Christi. You have over 200 kids. What is our theme this year? Monumental. Experience God's greatness. And what, what is your um, uh, attendance number? So we have 225 children preschool through fifth grade. We've got about 65 crew leaders that are ages fifth grade through... Adult. We've got a few adult crew leaders in there. And then we have about another 25 station leader adult helpers throughout it. So we're serving about 300 people. Our vacation Bible school here is, what, two and a half days? You started yesterday. Yep. Wednesday. All day Wednesday. All day Thursday and half a day tomorrow. Correct. And you end with Mass tomorrow. Yeah. With uh, Father Ani, we'll be offering that Mass. What do you hope to achieve in two and a half days with with, uh, these students, these children? These kids get an opportunity just to build friendships, to hear the message of God, you know, that he loves them no matter what, he's in charge, he's omnipresent, that was a really big word for yesterday, to know that um, there is a safe place for the kids to gather. Uh, We get a lot of stories on the side. Um, Of course, you always got the little preschoolers that struggle starting the day, but we had one little one that shared about the troubles at home with one of the station leaders and she didn't even know how to respond because it was so truthful and blatant and it's like this is that safe place of love and that might carry them their whole life that they know that they can come here the adults are safe the teens are safe and the message is solid and you, you've been preparing for this for a while Oh, yes. And um, you conclude tomorrow. Uh, So people who may not have um, a vacation Bible school in their parish... Uh, how do they how do they begin to cultivate that custom like we do so well here at Corpus Christi? A lot of it is that personal invitation to have adults on your side. You know, if you get that team who's ready to roll with it, kids want to be here. That's the easy part. Parents have no problem sending them. You need that solid core of adults that are going to run it with you. You need someone in every station. And then you need that joy and excitement. Um, we order our kits pre-ordered like next month. 
And so I know what my theme is in a month or so from now for next year. And I start ordering all my supplies in January, February, and March. So can uh, directors of faith formation contact you for, for some ideas? Always. Again, this is Mel Knitschka here at uh, the Church of Corpus Christi in Bismarck. She's my director of faith formation. And uh, we just finished First Communions a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. How many did we have of those? We had 58 First Communicants. And a confirmation is done. 54. We got another one this That's fall. Cool. Yep, that'll be about 66 or 68. And we, we're also part now of the Core Christi program at the University of Mary. Yes. And, and that is in July? Yes, two weeks of July. We have some of their kids in the first week and some in the second week. So that brings a smile to your face. Why? Oh, that program is rock solid. Love Go- Core Christi and what it's able to convey to kids in a camp-like setting. Um, there's fun mixed with all the solid theology. And, you know, when they're ready to hear good messages I take away every time I listen to a now, talk Now, this there. is a program for youth at the University of Mary here in Bismarck. Correct. Core Christi, the mm-hmm. light of the, the heart of Christ. Correct. Tell people what it is. Core Christi starts on a Monday, ends on a Friday afternoon with Bishop's Mass, and they stay at University of Mary. The whole entire time they're there, they're immersed with uh, solid presentations on everything from the Incarnation to uh, the sacraments and what confirmation means. So they will have the crux of our faith, some salvation history. All of that is incorporated when they're there for five days. But, of course, they get you marry all you can eat ice cream when they're at the meals. And, you know. sure. mm-hmm. So it's a lot of fun. They have a great time. Um, a lot of friends are made. And mentors. We have our seminarians and our newly ordained help leading it, and so they're a lot, solid. a lot of priests there, seminarians, mm-hmm. and we're proud here at Corpus Christi to have you as a, as a member of our staff there all week. I am. So for, for our students, it's, it's somebody familiar, yeah. uh, along with some other priests. All right, anything else, Mel? You covered it, All right, Vacation Bible School is in the house it here is. at uh, Corpus Christi. Mel, thanks for coming up to say uh, hello to us and to give us some information, and I wish you a good rest of the day today. And, and tomorrow, all right? Fantastic. Have Thank a great you. day. Keep up the good work. Thanks. All right. Well, there you have it. A vacation Bible school can come in many shapes and sizes. And uh, we, have, uh, we have a big size here, uh, mainly because of the size of our parish. But uh, it, it can be of any size. Mel Konichka, uh, contact her uh, next week here if you need some ideas for, for your vacation Bible school. It's, it's a big deal here at Corpus Christi. And um, it's, it's fun to witness. And um, it's something that the kids really, really look forward to. They all have their own T-shirts. And uh, the theme is uh, changing every year. Above all, its purpose is to do what? To cultivate the love of Jesus Christ in the heart and to cultivate a sense of the church uh, that they stay Catholics all their life. And so we'll pray for them, uh, over 200 kids. When you add the adults, who are also uh, a part of it, we have over 300 involved in that here, here today. Uh, let's uh, bring in uh, Brian Lardy, Deacon Brian Lardy. Good morning. Good morning to you. Can you bring in my studio voice a little bit uh, for my end here? Uh, thank you, Karen. Um, just uh, my, my headset a little bit more. Thank you. Uh, Brian Lardy, there we go. Thank you. Brian Lardy is a, uh, a deacon uh, here at Corpus Christi, a recent deacon. Um, and again, as we begin our show for Real Presence Live, it's great to have you in, Brian. I visited with you before, and it's great to have you back today. 
and I hope you're having a good start to your day. Yeah, it's been a good day so far. So my, yeah. my, I, was, I was telling Karen I started uh, walking Titus. I got two Dalmatians. Titus is one. Romeo's four. Titus gets an early morning walk. Romeo gets some afternoon activities. Walking Titus at five this morning, best time of the day. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I was up about five to work out, and then, yeah, went to work. And, I, uh, yeah, I live so. <laughs> in the Cathedral District while we build our rectory here at Corpus Christi. And walking along the Tom O'Leary uh, golf course, you see the image of the Capitol uh, to the east. The sprinklers are on. You can smell the lilacs. You can hear the birds. Yes. All it takes is a good 50-minute walk to start that day, and uh, that's how we started our day. We hope you're all having a good start to your day on this June 2nd already, and we have important uh, things to to talk about. I'm going to get to St. Paul later on, a guest later on in the show that you should all hang around for is uh, by the name of Dr. John Kincaid from the University of Mary. He's a co-author of a book on St. Paul. And uh, we, we had a, a, a phone call this week to prepare uh, for that 30-minute interview coming up at the top of the hour. So uh, stick around for that. Remember, uh, we are where we are, really, because of Paul of Tarsus and uh, his letters. Thank God he couldn't visit all of his uh, churches, so he wrote 13 letters. Uh, we can make an argument that he wrote most of them or even all of them. Uh, we're going to get into uh, uh, St. Paul's life and his theology at the top of the hour. But first, Brian Lardy comes to us as a relatively newly ordained deacon married to Tammy. Uh, Brian, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm married to Tammy, like you said. Tomorrow we'll be married 29 years. Wow, um, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, so it's it's been a... It's been an enjoyable ride uh, with Tammy. We have two daughters and two sons-in-laws and three granddaughters. So, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And when were you ordained a deacon? So I was ordained a deacon in October of 2021. Yep, so last fall. Last fall. Yep. And um, how has it been, so to speak, um, in, 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 in the first few months? Yeah, it's been good. Um, you're a great mentor for me as far as a priest to work underneath. Um, so, yeah, it's been good. I've been doing a lot of baptisms and doing some funeral liturgies and those kind of things. So, yeah, it's been, it's been great. We, we have hundreds of baptisms yeah. here at Corpus Christi. And so my, my deacons do uh, mo- many of them. Uh, I, I would say probably most of them. We had four last Sunday. Oh, well, uh, yeah. I, I did. Did you do one? I, I did one. Uh, Bob oh, Wingenbach did, did one. Yes, you, I did. My do- my granddaughter. You, you, you did. You did yes. one, and then yes. I think Lonnie Grabowska had did one. So uh, baptizing. You are present at the liturgy. What has when, when we go into something in life, we kind of have an image of what it will be like, uh, which is not always entirely accurate. What's been the biggest surprise for you as a newly ordained permanent deacon? In your first few months, probably the biggest surprise is just being recognized in the community, right? So you're you you see you see people at mass, and then when you see them outside of church, and, and you're recognized as a deacon. That that's mm-hmm. kind of shocking to me and, and to my wife sure. as well. So, sure, yeah. And 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 often people can't place uh, where they've seen me, but they've they've always seen me somewhere. 
um, uh, particularly if I'm like working or yeah, if I take my truck in for an oil change, he's like, I know you from somewhere. And I always say, yeah, I get that all the time. <laughs> uh, so um, tell us about uh, how you became a deacon. What, what I want to do w- with you uh, in the next uh, few minutes is um, uh, there, there are men out there that may be called to become a permanent deacon. And we have permanent deacons, we have transitional deacons. Um, uh, tell us the difference between a permanent deacon in the Catholic Church and a transitional deacon. We have five transitional deacons currently mm-hmm. in the diocese floating around. Uh, they're going to be ordained a priest. So what's the difference between them? Yeah, so the transitional deacons would be those men who are in priestly formation and who are who have be have become ordained as a deacon on their way to the, being ordained as a priest. They're in transition. They're in transition, exactly. And, and uh, that would be in our diocese here, and whatever diocese you're in, think about whom they may be. Uh, if your uh, ordinations have not taken place yet this year, our priestly ordinations uh, are on June 13th here in the Diocese of Bismarck at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit. So we have we have five transitional deacons uh, in the wings. We have a deacon. Um, whom do we have? Deacon Grant Dvorak. Yep. We have Deacon Jacob Magnuson. Deacon Logan. Deacon Logan Obergewich, mm-hmm. who will be our priest right. here at Corpus right. Christi. We have a deacon uh, Paul Gardner, mm-hmm. correct? And we have Deacon Ben Warner. Am I accurate on that? I believe so. So th- those yeah. are the and they um, take the promise of celibacy. And they take the promise of obedience when they are ordained transitional deacons. And the only promise that is repeated is the promise of obedience when they are ordained a priest. Because that's the hardest promise to keep. Because the word obedience means to hear. And it is often difficult to hear God's will through the direction of your bishop. So we, we always pray for that. Remember, that's how sin came into the world, right? Yeah. Through disobedience. Now, you are a permanent deacon. Mm-hmm. You do not take a promise of celibacy. You are married, and you must be married before your ordination Correct. because your ordination seals your state of life. Correct. So God forbid if something happens to your wife, mm-hmm. you are not free to remarry and to remain a, 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 a deacon. Yes. What, what, what are some other differences uh, in uh, in the lives of a permanent deacon, which you are, to a transitional deacon? Well, I think a lot of permanent deacons work <clears throat> outside of the church, where a transitional deacon, I think, works more in the church, where where I'm out in the public, you know, doing you know my daily life as as a husband and father and a you know, an employee. And as a professional. Yes, and as a professional. That's right. That's uh, right. I, 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 get, I get my check from, from the church. You, you, you don't. Correct. And quite frankly, I don't think I pay you anything. No, that is correct. I'm, I, not a, I'm not paid. You, you are not an employee of the right. church. You are, right. you, are, you, you are a servant. Yes. And uh, I'm going to, uh, when we come uh, up uh, past the break here, I, uh, two things I want to establish as we come up on 16 minutes past the hour. What, what permanent deacons do for me? as a pastor, what they've done for me in my 30 years as a priest, and, and uh, how, how married men, uh, hearing this uh, story, uh, may want to become one. Yeah. How that happens, because your story is 
pretty interesting. <laughs> and we're going to get to that, too, yeah. uh, following yeah. the break. Yes. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. This is Real Presence Live on your Upper Midwest radio listening area of the Real Presence Radio Network. We're going to take a break. Uh, we have a lot of show coming back uh, your way. Uh, don't go anywhere. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com slash contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director of Riverview Place. I've worked my entire career in healthcare as a social worker in the hospital, skilled nursing, and hospice settings. I love my job. Not only do I get to work with a caring, dedicated team that displays human kindness to every resident, it's a privilege to offer seniors a lifestyle that reminds me of what it felt like to grow up in the small rural town of Buffalo, North Dakota. To join our faith-based community, call us today for a tour at 701-412-1952. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. All right. um, Welcome back. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio on your upper Midwest listening area. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. It's great to be your host And I'll be your host uh, for the next hour and a half or so. Uh, So we can break this now, Isaac. Is this this is live on their on their website? All right, Diocese of Winona, Rochester. In 101 minutes, the press conference introducing their new bishop uh, will be on their website on the Diocese of Winona, Rochester website. I'm looking at it here. So it's live in 101 minutes. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be on at 11 a.m. And the new bishop will be Bishop Robert Barron. Bishop Robert Emmett Barron 
will be the new bishop of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. So maybe you heard it first here. I, I did pull up an article on the pillar last night, which, uh, which indicated that. But I'm not telling you anything you shouldn't uh, hear. It's right on their website. And you can wait for it. There are 16 people waiting right now. The Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Congratulations to Bishop Robert Barron. We welcome him to the region. And you can see his press conference live um, from the diocese on their website at 11 a.m., which is 101 minutes from now. Thank you, Isaac. Uh, uh, keep watching that, okay? And see if we get any, uh, any updates. Isaac Golan is going to be my next guest. And we'll uh, we'll get him on in in, in a few minutes. Uh, but first, uh, Brian Lardy is my guest. He is a permanent deacon. We learned what that meant, as opposed to a transitional deacon yes. in the church. He is a married man that serves as a deacon here. Uh, first of all, I watched the Queen's Jubilee this morning. Did you watch that, Brian? I did not. No. Okay. I I, I watched a, a little bit of it uh, after my walk. Uh, with my avocado coffee, she, uh, she uh, Queen Elizabeth was the queen, longest reigning monarch yeah. in the history of the world. Yeah, seventy yeah, it's years. Impressive. It's she, impressive. she lived through fourteen prime ministers, fourteen United States presidents. Mm. The only president she hasn't met was Lyndon B. Johnson, and she couldn't fly because she was pregnant. Mm. Um, and uh, do you know what? Do you know what the royal dog is, Brian Lardy? I, I do not know. T- take a guess at what the queen's dog is. Take a guess. Is it a, is it a corgi? It's a corgi. Yes, it's a corgi. You've had one. We yeah, we did have. It was a corgi cross. But yeah, they're cute little dogs. I, I like corgis. Yeah. They're active and they're yeah, just fun. She, fun dogs. And, and yeah. she's now crossing corgis with dachshunds. Really. And and they're called dorgies. Dorgies uh, is, is is another thing the queen has done. Okay. And I don't know. I don't know if I would do that to a corgi. Uh, pretty much the only dogs that have tried to attack my dog. Well, we were attacked by a terrier, but the dachshunds are pretty aggressive mm. as well. Right, let's let's get back to work here. Yes. You're, you're a permanent deacon here at Corpus Christi. My permanent deacons make my life so easy. You set up for me. You. Uh, put things away for for me after mass Mm -hmm. you do the majority of my baptisms you do the funeral vigils um and um you you work in 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 difficult liturgies such as the easter vigil good friday holy week liturgies where a lot is abrogated or changed um you you um you act as my mcs Mm -hmm. you you uh, you know kind of keep an eye on me you know make sure that i uh, am, am in the right place at the right time. You coordinate all of that. So liturgy is a big part of your life, Brian. Yes, yes it is. Yeah, that's where uh, you know I spend the majority of my life as a deacon. So far, has been within you know the normal weekly you know Sunday yes. mass, Sunday liturgy. Liturgy. Yes. yes. Um, Eucharistic mm-hmm. adoration. You Correct. Do that. Yes. Benediction. Yes. You 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 have exposition. You mm-hmm. have benediction. Uh, mm-hmm. You do. We have that all day on Tuesday here at Corpus Christi. Adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. Uh, before I came, my deacons were doing uh, most of the wedding prep. Uh, but I prefer to do them. Mm. I have been doing them 
for two years here because I, I like to get to know the couples. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but you can do marriage preps I and can. you can do weddings. Yes. And you, you've had a wedding. I have had a wedding, yeah. Just uh, in May, early May, I had a wedding. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it was good. So you had, your, you had your first wedding. I did, yes. So you got that under your belt. Yep. yep. So, so what sacraments do you have left? You can baptize. I can baptize. Done. I've had about 10 baptisms so you far. You can have weddings. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you can't confirm. You can't uh, confect the Eucharist uh, through right. transubstantiation, right. nor can you hear confessions or anoint. Correct. Um, and you can ha- uh, and you cannot ordain a priest. No. And so the two left are marriage, yes. ho- uh, holy yep. orders, yep. and baptism. baptism. And yep. those those are in your wheelhouse yes. as a deacon. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you've done that, and you're familiar with them. Yes. Um, so if I didn't have permanent deacons in my life here at Corpus Christi. My life would not be nearly as, as easy <laughs> as, as it is. Yeah. And uh, name the deacons whom we have here at Corpus Christi. Yeah, so it's Mike, Mike Fix, Deacon Mike Fix, Deacon Lonnie Grabowski, Deacon Bob Wingenbach, and then Deacon Rex McDowell, McDowell is retired. Sure, but he and, is and, still. So, and so with you, it's five. Five, yes. I have five here. Now, now tell us about your life and why, why your life, um, uh, it's... It's somewhat. I guess. I guess you could say it's a little bit surprising yeah. that you're a deacon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, why? So, so I was born and raised Catholic, um, and it was to miss Sunday Mass was not it was not allowed, right? So, I was born and raised in a small rural community out in western North Dakota, and Mass on Sunday was just what we did, right? Or Saturday the vigil, um, and after after high school, I, I got married and I met with a priest. Because I was going to get married in the Catholic Church. And that meeting, my wife and I, fiancé at that time, met with a Catholic priest. And that meeting did not go well at all. Um, and, and and so I will, I'll leave it at that. But the meeting didn't go well. We eloped. I was married by the Justice of the Peace and left the Catholic Church um, in 1993 when I was married. Um, we had one daughter, baptized Catholic in 94, our oldest daughter, um, and from there, you know, we kind of wandered around through some different Lutheran religions um, in rural areas of western North Dakota, um, trying to find our home, if you will. Um, our second daughter was baptized a Lutheran as in the church that Tammy, my wife, grew up in. And so we have one baptized Catholic, one baptized Lutheran, and we're, we're kind of wandering, right, through, through life as well as, you know, through our, our faith journey. Um, I, I was maybe a little envious of Tammy because she did have that that background in in the Bible in, in her Lutheran her Lutheran um, upbringing, I sure. guess. Yeah, and so when we moved to another rural community in Western North Dakota, we we were looking for a church to have the girls in some kind of faith formation, and so we did a couple different Protestant churches in that town. And finally landed in the Catholic Church because that was it was a large Catholic community, and so we landed in the Catholic Church, and it was um, probably my daughter, my youngest daughter, that brought us back to the church, if you will, it brought me back and brought Tammy to the church, because we were attending church, and I I would kneel during the consecration, but Tammy wouldn't, and Terry, our youngest, wouldn't either. And so I asked her after Mass one time why she didn't kneel. And she stood up and put her hands on her hips and says, I'm going to be Lutheran like Mom. And so <laughs> we decided <laughs> at that time that Tammy and I needed to be together on whatever religion, whatever faith we have. We needed to be together. We couldn't, 
um, be, you know, a Catholic and a Lutheran. You know, it works for many people, but it, it does not, it did not work for Tammy and I. And so at that time, um, in 2003, we, I came back to the church and Tammy was confirmed and brought into the church during the Easter vigil at that time. So, so being out of the church is not the end of the, the story for you or for anyone. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, it's, you know, God works wonders. God works wonders. And now, um, as we have a, a couple minutes left, yes. and Deacon Brian Lardy is my first guest here, as we come to you live from Corpus Christi in Bismarck, he's a permanent deacon here in the parish of Corpus Christi. Uh, why would you encourage other men to consider the diaconate if they're thinking about that discernment? Uh, you know, the the one thing that comes to my mind is is what do you have to lose? I mean, if if you want to grow deeper in your faith and you you know in in your relationship with Jesus, to to look at the diaconate if you if you even think you're being called to it, um, because the worst that can happen is you can learn more about the Catholic faith. And how 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 do they do that? They uh, whom should they visit with? They're so, they're they're priests. Yeah, I, I would say start with your priest. Um, and certainly, if you're a married man, you you want your wife on board because uh, it, it, it's a team, it's a joint effort during formation. Especially um, the wife, you know, Tammy was by my side, you know, for all the formation process. And so, so your wife has to be on board. Visit with your with your local parish priest, and and then from there, it, it would be you know go up to the diocese, whoever. Right. Yeah. Yep. And we we need whom do we have in the program now here so, at Corpus Christi? We do not have and anyone. So, and so yes. you know what your job is. I do now. I, I do. I, I always want. <laughs> I always want uh, people in formation. Yes. Yes. We, we have seminarians, mm-hmm. and I want. Uh, I want so that let's work on that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's maybe do that. maybe we can uh, put that in my bulletin article, or maybe we can visit with the parish about that. Maybe uh, in late summer or early fall. Okay. Yeah. I'd like two yeah. more men in formation here. Yeah. Because how many years does it take? It's a five-year program. There, there's a yeah. two-year aspirancy program. Yes, and then three-year candidacy. So you kind yeah. of discern for a couple. Correct. And then if you right. have formal, the last three years are, are instructional. Yes. Yeah. F- formative. Yes, and, and the first two years are as well, but the, the last three are more intense. Mind, body, soul. Yes. Okay, there yes. you go. Well, Brian, thank you for being uh, on, on the, the show here, all right? My first guest, uh, you know, has to get on base. Yes. So if, if you don't get a hit, uh, then... then <laughs> we're, so so thanks, for getting the, the, yeah. thanks for getting us on base. Yeah, absolutely. You might have even scored yeah. a double. Oh, thank you. So uh, Deacon Brian Lardy from Corpus Christi, a permanent deacon. And let's not forget about this ministry in the Catholic Church. Um, They're important to me. They support me. And they're critical in the life of the parish, as well as in the life of my staff. Yes. My staff appreciate all of you Mm -hmm. as well. You're a good soul, a good deacon. Greet Tammy for me. I will. And thank you very much. Thank you. I remember the Celtics play tonight, right? I do, yeah. Okay, so uh, game one uh, tonight. Uh, so uh, I'm a Celtics fan, all the way back to Larry Bird. I'll get on that after the break. My name is Monsignor Schumacher, and we'll be back in just one moment. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Radio Network.